0: I'd like you to just stand to your feet at this moment. This morning we have come into the house of the Lord, into the presence of our great God. Maybe some of you come into this this service this morning with a heavy heart. And some of you come into this service seeking God for a word, for a touch upon your life. And maybe some of you, you are confused and you need God's leading upon your life. Whatever your situation may be, let's right now just look to the Lord. He's the God of your life. He has brought you here and this morning, God has a word for you in a very personal and a special way. So let's just come into His presence right now and just acknowledge that He's the God of our lives. That He is Lord and there's none like Him that whatever our situation we know that God is faithful and God is always there for us his strength is always there for us his grace is always more than enough and he's the God who knows what we are going through so this morning as we come let's begin to just commit and surrender our lives surrender our families Surrender our situation to the Lord and just know that God will bring about a powerful breakthrough in His own way as He put our trust in Him. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for your presence, oh God. Praise you, oh God. Hallelujah. Father, we come into your awesome presence. And Lord, this morning we pray. Open our ears to hear. Open our minds, oh God. And most of all, open our hearts, oh God. Lord, to just allow you to do a deeper work in us in your own special way. That this morning, once again, Lord, we will experience you a fresh renewal oh God. A fresh encounter with you, oh God. So Father, I pray that you bless your people and bless, oh God, the ministry of your word as you commit this time in your loving and mighty hands. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. And please be seated. And yes, what a great joy to be with you once again here at Subang Assembly. Thank you, Pastor Yiming, for the kind invitation. Allow me to come and share the word of the Lord. Well, we just celebrated the Chinese New Year And yesterday was Jap Gome Well, as you know Chinese New Year is also known as the Spring Festival The Spring Festival We are in the Spring season As you know, God has created four seasons When we were serving in Hong Kong We just enjoyed The four seasons And of course in Malaysia and Singapore We have only two seasons Hot and hotter (laughs) Four seasons And spring Is known as The king of seasons The king of season Spring is the wonderful time Of the year Spring is about New beginnings renewal and transformations it is a season that symbolizes fresh start and starting over it's a time when the world awakens from its winter slumber and the nature takes on new color altogether. together it it's a time where you know the snow is melting the temperature is rising and the world takes on a fresh new look all together the trees begin to put on leaves and the grass start to turn green and most of all the flowers begin to bloom again and farmers are smiling birds are singing animals coming out from the hiding place and even golfers coming out of hibernation. It is spring, the wonderful time of the year. And church, this morning, I'd like to entitle my message, the God of spring. The God of spring because it's the God who makes all things new in His time. Amen. In His time, God makes all things new that in God there's always a new beginning a fresh start there's always renewal in Him and transformation in Him He's the God of spring and for, therefore this morning church I want you to know that God is the God of spring in your life whatever you may be going through God wants you to experience Him in a very special way and therefore this morning I'd like to Highlight the three pictures of the God of spring. The three pictures of the God of spring. The first picture is God the pursuer. God the pursuer. In Hosea chapter 6 verse 3, the Bible says, Let us acknowledge the Lord. Let us press on to acknowledge Him. As surely as the sun rises, He will appear. He will come to us like the winter rains, like the spring rains that water the earth. Here the Bible says in this verse, He will come to us. God the pursuer. There are two words here, initiative and intimacy. Initiative intimacy. First of all, initiative. That is God always takes the initiative to come to you and to me. Most of us here, if not all, we have received Jesus Christ as our own personal Savior. That there was a day in our life, God pursued after us. God sent someone into our lives. God opened the doors for us to hear the gospel. And now we are. Children of Most High, God, because God pursue after us. And God is always pursuing after us because He wants us to experience Him in a very special way. And sometimes we, you know, backslided. And even during those times, God will pursue after us and He will draw us back. He wants to know that no matter what, it's always there for us. So God is always pursuing. Do you remember in the, in the book of Genesis? When Adam and Eve sinned against God, what did they do? They went into hiding, right? Because they felt guilty. They have sinned against God because of their disobedience. So they went into hiding. And God came into the garden and God asked a big question, Adam, where are you? Adam, where are you? Adam did not ask, God, where are you? But rather God asked, Adam, where are you? God was pursuing after Adam even though he had sinned against God. God, the pursuer, he always takes the initiative, and the second word is intimacy. He pursues after us because he wants to enter into an intimate relationship with us. As you know, Christianity is not a religion; it is a relationship. It is something that he has always reminds us over and over and over again. It's not a form of religion, but we enter into a personal relationship with God and God wants us to know Him, to experience Him. I pray that you and I in this spring season, that deep down in our heart, there's always the cry like the Apostle Paul, that I may know Him, that you may know your God in a deeper manner. And I pray this year as God pursue after you, You will also pursue after God. That you will also be a God chaser, and you enter into a deeper walk, in a deeper in a intimacy with your living God. So, what should be our response? First is to acknowledge Him, and second is that we can approach Him with a great sense of assurance and confidence to know that He's always there for us. Here the verse says, we are to acknowledge Him. We acknowledge Him as the God of our lives. The God is in control of every situation in our lives. The God who pursues after us. And we therefore come in His presence and approach Him with a deep sense of assurance and confidence to know that God is always there for us. No matter what we have done, no matter how far we have walked away from God, God is always there for us. If only we take steps to walk into His presence and come into His presence and approach Him with a heart, desiring more than anything that is to experience Him afresh and anew. So church, I want you to know that God is the pursuer. As I mentioned earlier, Let us seek to pursue after God. That in this year, 2024, I pray that you will grow in your walk with God, that you will experience Him in the greater measure, that you experience greater breakthroughs in your life, that you will surely experience Him and encounter Him in a very special way. So first, God the pursuer. Second, God the provider. God provided in Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 14. Then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain new wine and olive oil. We sang the song, New Wine. In verse 15, I will provide grass in the fields for your cattle, and you will eat. And be satisfied. Wow. Amen. We all like to eat. Right? And here the Bible says, You shall eat and be satisfied. Well, you know that our God is a wonderful provider. He is our Jehovah Jireh. I'm sure if I come to each and every one of you here this morning, you have A testimony to share about God's provision upon your life in one way or another. That He has been your provider. Indeed, God is a provider. Therefore, we can also, you know, say like the Apostle Paul, that my God shall supply all my needs according to the riches in Christ's glory. He is our provider. Here are two things we must take note. There's a time to gather and time to gratify. A time to gather and a time to gratify. A time to gather means a time where we experience God's provision. A time we will gather the harvest. A time we will experience God, you know, just pour His blessings upon us. That we will experience such moments, such time of gathering, of experiencing God's amazing provision. For my wife and I in all these years in the ministry, from the beginning until now, we have experienced God's amazing provision. If I will share with you every provision of God, it will take you know, the next two, three days maybe. Well, let me just share one or two with you this morning. You know, I remember when the Lord opens the door for us to go to Singapore to serve Him. And then we went by faith to this, you know, uh, city and uh, the Church Grace Assembly. At that point, they just uh, give me a salary about thousand plus dollars. Uh, of course, it was in 1988, long time back. And uh, for thousands of dollars, there is no provision of accommodation. We have to find our own accommodation. And you know that in Singapore, even in those days, getting a room, renting a room will cost easily between 200 and $300 dollars. So we kind of look at salary and we say, if the minus the accommodation, minus our tithing, then the take-home pay will not be that much. Could we able to live with it? But we know that God is our provider. And I still remember when we went to that church at the very beginning, a member came to us and he said, Pastor Kelvin, you are new to Singapore. I understand you are looking for accommodation. I want you to know that I have a, a four-room flat in Bukit Batok. It is vacant at this point of time. You are welcome to stay at my place for free. Wow. <laughs> Praise the Lord. For free, I will stay in this four-room flat for about eight months until... He has to, you know, sell his flat away And then we had to pray, Lord, you got to open another door And God opens the door for a stay in a five-room flat wow. In Normanton Park And the rental was $200 for the whole flat Only $200 Thank God for that And we stayed there for about seven months And then the couple, they got married they have to take the flat back And then we're going to pray again Lord, open another door for us And God opens another door for us For uh, this time a three-room flat But we can occupy the whole flat And the rental was $220 And for seven full years We stayed there In a the three-room flat And for seven full years Our rental remains at $220 that means for almost nine years in our stay in Singapore, our highest rank was only $220. Judge, that's the provision of God. Amen. So from the very beginning, we experienced God's amazing provision. God, He is our provider. And I remember just when I stepped down as a senior pastor. My wife, she has this uh, decided to go to, you know, uh, Canada, uh, Toronto, to visit her, her siblings, one in New York and another one in, uh, two in Vancouver. So this time we decided to go for extensive, uh, you know, trip because you step down, you don't need to apply leave anymore. <laughs> Praise God for that. So we decided to go for a long duration. So we make plans and then one day, a member invited me out for lunch. And he said, Pastor, last night I had a dream. In my dream, you know, I saw you. He came with another brother and this brother was also in the dream. And he said, well, to cut the long story short, in that dream and I woke up, God just impressed upon my heart to provide you the two etiquettes to New York, and will pay f- for your etiquette It will not be economy, it'll be premium economy. Wow. I said, God, thank you. I pray more members will have such a dream. <laughs> what a wonderful dream. And say, I said thank and said to the brother, thank you so much. And then a week later. And then the member called me and said, Pastor, I heard you're going to uh, New York and then to Toronto. I want you to know that we wa- my husband and I, we want to bless you. We want to sponsor your trip. Then I told her, well, thank you so much. But someone else already sponsored our air tickets, premium economy to New York, the direct flight. And he said, Pastor, if that's the case, it is okay then I will upgrade the tickets. It will become business class ticket. Wow. Wow. Thank God for His amazing provision. There's always a time to gather, a time to experience the goodness of the Lord. And I've got a time to gratify, to just enjoy God's blessings. And my wife and I, for the first time, we slept all the way to New York. Wow, God wants us to experience His goodness. God wants us to enjoy Him, enjoy His blessings, enjoy His provision. That's why I say to you, there's always a time to gather and a time to gratify. So what should be our response? Two words, trustful and thankful. We must always be trustful. And we must always be thankful. First of all, be trustful. We must always put our trust in our God. Not in people, not in corporations, not in our own human resources, but put our trust in our God. That's why in Proverbs 3, 5 and 6, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall make your path straight. Trust in the Lord. This is a reminder to you once again that you and I we must put our trust in our God. It's so easy to put our trust in people, so easy to put our trust in our own human resources. Put our trust in our bank account. Put our, our trust in our abilities. But no matter what, we must put our trust in our living God because He is our Jehovah Jireh. So no matter what you are going through this morning, put your trust in the Lord. He's not only your Jehovah Jireh, the Lord who provides, He's also your Jehovah Asher, The Lord who will help you in your situation, in your life. He's also your Jehovah Nissi. He's the banner over your life, the banner of God's victory over your situation. Of course, those of you who are sick in the body, I want you to know He's your Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. He's also your Jehovah Shalom. He's the peace, you know, the Prince of Peace. In your life He is also You know Jehovah Sabaed That means the Lord of hosts The great and mighty God is for you He is with you He is behind you He is Jehovah God So put your trust In the Lord Always be Trustful My wife and I We have learned to trust in the Lord. In every situation, in every season. In my ministry, in all this shit, every season, as I you know, allow the Lord to lead us from country to country, we put our trust in Him. Even as I step down you know, as from the senior pastor position, I step into a new season. Again, it is a time to put our trust in our living God. So church this morning, put your trust in the Lord. Be trustful and then be thankful. Live life with a thankful heart. Live life with a grateful heart. Someone, you know, she prayed this prayer. She said, God, you have blessed me so much. Bless me one more thing. Bless me with a grateful heart. That's what you and I need We need a grateful heart I want you to know that some people No matter what They don't seem to be satisfied They are always murmuring They are always Complaining They are always being very negative Tell your neighbor He's not talking about you I know such people Always murmuring Always complaining Even they have they're also not happy. Got job, not happy. Without job, also not happy. Got money, not happy. Without money, also not happy. Got wife, not happy. Without wife, also not happy. Always not happy. Always, you know, always look at things from the very negative perspective. We must always be thankful. You know, when you are thankful, that's where you experience God's hand upon your life in a greater measure. Because when you are thankful, that's where you're expressing your, your gratitude to your living God. You say, God, I thank you lord i praise you whether i'm in need i thank you whether i'm in plenty i thank you Whether i'm in a negative situation i thank you whether in a positive situation i thank you because you are in control of my life and therefore no matter what lord i want to praise you i want to thank you have you ever heard about this story about this uh, old woman but very prayerful very godly, but very poor. She's always looking to God to provide for her everyday needs in her life. But the only thing about this woman is that she has a very, you know, nasty, you know, uh, troubling neighbor, an old man who is an atheist who do not believe in God at all and he's always teasing her why do you believe in God and one day this woman she was in a moment of need and she bowed down and she knelt down and she prayed and she asked God to provide for her you know needs for today as she was praying the old man happened to pass by and over the window she he was able to hear her prayers asking God to provide for her needs for food, for grocery. So the old man heard her prayer. Immediately she ran down to the nearest grocery store and purchased some rice and you know, canned food and things like this and brought it back to the old man's house and put it at the front of her door. And then he knocked at the door and then he went into hiding. And then the old, old woman opens the door. She saw the bag of groceries. She looks into you know, it and she, she saw that hey, there's food. There's canned food. There's rice. She was so happy. She raised her hands and said, Lord, I thank you. I praise you. You are my faithful God. And immediately the old man jumped out. And the old man said, Ha-ha, I caught you this time. I want you to know This bag of grocery, I am the one that provided for you. Not your God, me, your provider. Wow. And the woman upon hearing that, she raised her hand. She said, God, you are so amazing. You are my amazing provider. You always provide for my need. And even this time, you use the enemy to provide for me. Wow. Always be thankful, always be grateful, because we know no matter what, He is our provider. And someone says, Amen. He is your provider. It's not just you know somebody else's provider, He's also your provider. God the pursuer, God the provider. And the third picture of the God of Spring is God the promise keeper. God the promise keeper. In Joel chapter 2, verse 23, here the Bible says, Be glad, people of Zion, Rejoice in the Lord your God, for He has given you the autumn rains because He is faithful. He sends you abundant showers, both autumn and spring rains, as before. He is faithful. Our God is not just a a provider. He is the faithful God, the promise keeper, the God who keeps His promises. Every promise is always yeah and amen for us to experience and to claim. God, the promise keeper. In other words, when God, you know, give you a word, it will surely come to pass. When God promises you something, it will be fulfilled. Because He is your promise keeper. Lord, not not human beings who can promise us something and then you know, and forget all about it. But our God, He remembers His promises. God, the promise keeper. And because He is the promise keeper, I want you to know this, that spring will come and supply will come. Spring will come, Amen. supply will come. church I want you to know that spring will come. God is the creator of this universe. He is in charge of the climate of our world. No matter what kind of climate change I want you to know that after winter there will always be spring. After winter there's always be spring. you can you will, you will never experience after winter there's summer. No, after winter in God's, you know, creation, you know, His timeline, you know, the way He works in this universe, you know, spring will come no matter what, spring will come. And therefore, church, I want you to know in your life, spring will come. Let me say this this morning. Maybe some of you here, you're going through and still going through a pretty harsh winter in your life. My wife and I, we went to Toronto. You know, my two sister-in-laws, they stayed there in Toronto. The winter can be very, very harsh. Not just minus one or two degrees, but more than that. And that kind of winter, you will not enjoy. Yes, we like to play with snow, but that kind of harsh winter you will not enjoy. You found yourself just you know, cook up in the house. You you are always feeling cold, feeling miserable. You cannot get out. You know you are like in prison. You know, those kind of pre- those kind of winter we will never enjoy. And maybe some of you here this morning, you're going through some kind of a winter. And somehow you have been locked into a particular situation. You've been pushed into a corner. And you've been wondering, God, what is happening to my life? How come there's no breakthrough? How come my prayers are not answered? And you find yourself feeling miserable. And you questioning the goodness of God in your life. Because you are really in a state of discouragement and despair. You're going through. That harsh winter season. But this morning, God is saying to you, my son, my daughter, spring is coming. Spring is coming. The breakthrough will come because spring is about new beginnings, renewal, and transformation. You know, your season of breakthrough is coming. So you wait. You be patient because spring is coming And therefore supply will come You know your prayers Whatever you pray The supply will come Whatever you've been seeking God for Your supply will come Because He is the promise keeper Spring will come Supply will come That's why in James chapter 5 verse 7 be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield his valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. Just like the farmer, the farmer has to wait. Wait for the rain to come. Wait for the right time to, to harvest. He has to wait. He has to be patient. But He knows because He has sowed the seeds. Therefore, harvest will come. Spring will come. Supply will come. But He has to be patient. He has to wait. Of course, you and I, we don't like to wait. Waiting can be so difficult, right? right you know, We want the answer to be answered. Not today, but yesterday. We want things to happen fast. God, I need a miracle now. Lord, not tomorrow, but today, God. I want to experience that breakthrough. Most of us are impatient people. But there is that element of waiting, of hoping, and keep believing in our promise keeper, and don't give up until the supply comes. Maybe some of you, you've been praying for a breakthrough. It is yet to come. But I want you to know that your God is a promise keeper. Just keep praying. Keep believing. And keep waiting. Maybe some of you have been praying for the salvation of your loved ones for many, many years. Well, the word to you is, keep praying, keep waiting. I want you to know that my mother-in-law, she was a tough nut to crack. Even a hammer cannot crack her. Very tough. because she was a deep idol worshiper. You go to a home, the ceiling is black because of the burning of joysticks day in and day out. And she was also a, a gambler. Wow, very addicted to gambling. A tough nut. To crack. And when she knew that her daughter was dating me, okay, not I dated her, she dated me. <laughs> when she heard about that, she was furious. Because, how can you get, go along with a pastor? Not just a pastor, but a poor pastor. You must be crazy. And she doesn't like me from the very beginning because I'm a pastor. And Caris and the other five siblings have been praying for her, for her salvation for for many, many years. I'm going to ask Caris to come to share briefly, you know, the testimony of her mother.
1: It's truly God indeed is a promise keeper. So six of us have been praying for my parents for the longest time And there was a time I came to the Lord It was still in church I remember it was during the prayer meeting I say, God I'm really very fed up Really talking to Him in a layman term No more the prayer language The flowery prayer language But I was telling God I say, God, I'm really very fed up All six of us We have prayed We have done everything that we could have done Evangelistic meeting Talking, being a good child A good testimony, you name it We have done it, but she's still A hard nut to crack And with my own physical eyes I say God, it's really impossible For my parents to come to know the Lord Because she has six children None of us live with them In Ipoh We were in Singapore, my two sisters in Canada My brother in America Another one in Indonesia And my another sister is in Kota Baru Nobody lives with them Who is going to bring them to church? Who is going to bring With her natural eyes It's almost impossible Because all her friends Are all pre-believers And I remember During that prayer meeting I said God I'm really very fed up Just like a child I told God God You said Okay You said I didn't say In Acts 16 31 Believe In the Lord You and your household Will be saved and I said, God, you said. I didn't say. Just like a child said, you better keep your promise. You'll be a promise keeper. I said, I'm very tired. God, I just don't know what to do. And I said, God, like I really, at my wits end, I don't know what else to do. And I really surrendered her to the Lord. And six months later, there was one day my mom just called me And then she said You better pray for your father Now this is the first time My mother spoke to me about praying Or anything about Christianity I said, what happened? I think your father is dying She said I said, why? He is, he's sleeping And he's very, very ill And he's sleeping with his uh, mouth open Gasping for breath I said, send him to a doctor No, he's resting at home I said, you better pray for him, okay? I think he is dying And she was desperate I could sense she was desperate. And she's asking me to pray. I believe she has prayed to her own gods. And she felt that her gods could not help her. So she asked me to pray. I can speak Cantonese, but I didn't study Chinese. We studied in English medium school. And in my broken Cantonese for the first time in my life, I prayed for my father over the phone with my mother. I used whatever limited words that I could use and I prayed for my father. And then after the prayer, I asked her, I said, is it okay if I ask the Chinese church pastor to come and visit and pray for father? She was desperate. She said, okay, anything, anything, anything. So I called up our church pastor from first assembly. She was very, very kind. She came to visit my father, prayed for him every day. Now God worked in mysterious ways First assembly didn't have a special meeting A week earlier or a week later It was just exactly the week my father fell ill And he didn't fall ill earlier or, or later Divine appointment And towards almost the end of the week My father really got so much better So the pastor told, asked my mom Mrs Leung um, this weekend, we are going to have a special meeting uh, Can you and Mr. Leon come over and visit our church? Now this was relayed to me After with all the all the things that happened My mother told me this She said at the back of her mind She said, out of obligation Now the, she felt she was cornered by the pastor You know, when the pastor asked her to come to church She said, out of obligation Because the pastor is so kind to come and pray for my father She said, okay, um I will come And then at the back of her mind She said this I will come to the church With my husband I know the pastor will always stand in the front And greet the people I know what to do I will shake the pastor's hand I will sit at the back And when the people stand up To sing I and my husband We will leave the church And I will literally She did this Wash my hands And that's the end of church I visited church And that's it And that was what she planned And so she went to church And the pastor You know what? Pastor Joyce She shook my mother's hand Oh, Mrs. Nelson nice She refused to let my mother's hand go And she brought her right to the front At the third row So my mother had, sat, had to sit at the third row And my mother said Oh, dear, jam And then my mom said, okay, I will just tong, Just endure for two hours Maximum church service, Two hours and that's it Life of church is done and over for me So she sat there for two hours At the end of the service uh, Not the end of the um, At the end of the message the, the special speaker pointed out and said You the woman in yellow You have a neck problem, am I right? So my mother looked around She was the only one in yellow She said, how did this this man, this preacher Know that I have a neck So when you touch my mother's back She can't turn her neck She really has a stiff neck You touch her, she has to turn her body Because she has got neck pain And then she said, how did he know that I have neck pain So she walked up to the front And then the pastor said I'm going to pray for you But my father still sat at uh, at at the pews And so the pastor prayed for her And then this was what she told me She said, the pastor said, close your eyes I closed my eyes And um, the pastor prayed for me I felt a warm current flowing from the tip of my From the top of my head right to to my toes She told me that She has never been to church And she said, I felt a warm current And I felt as if my hair, they were all standing on ends And then she said, the pastor said Open your eyes She opened her eyes And then she said The pastor said Turn and look at your husband My mom turned her neck My dad's jaw dropped Because that was the first time My father saw my mom turning her neck My mom was instantly healed that Sunday Really thank God And so it it, it just happened like that And then the, the pastor said would you like to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal saviour? She said yes And she said the sinner's prayer And that was the day my mom accepted the Lord The Lord is truly a
0: promise keeper Praise the Lord Amen The Lord our promise keeper I want you to know that supply will come in His time And in His way Alright In His time and in His way and my mother-in-law, finally she got baptised in water. When I heard about her baptism, actually I wanted to volunteer to baptise her. But because I was in Singapore, I could not come back. Because if I were baptize her, you know what I would do? I would put her underwater a little bit longer. <laughs> ah, you don't like me, huh? you don't like me. huh? Of course, I would not do that. We love her with the love of the Lord. So church, I want you to know because God is your promise keeper, spring will come, supply will come. So what should be our response? First, lean on the faithfulness of God. You learn to lean. You learn to rely. You learn to depend on your great and mighty God. You lean on the faithfulness of God and you just keep on declaring that God, you are faithful, you are awesome, and there is none like you, dear Lord. So therefore, God, I will trust in you and I will lean on you and depend on you, not in my own human strength, but in you, in your awesome power to work in my life and situation. And also you learn to work while you wait. Understand the divine, you know, uh, principle that you do your part, God will do his part. Just like the farmer, he has to harvest. The farmer could not say, Lord, I will not plant, I will not sow the seeds, but you just give me the harvest. No, the farmer has to take time to plow the field and to sow the seeds. So therefore, in your situation, what you need to do You just do You do your part As you do your part You trust God to do His big part You learn To work while You wait Because our sense of waiting Is a very active waiting a very active hoping, knowing that God is working. He works behind our sin. He works behind, you know, the curtains and whatnot. God is always working in our lives, in our situation. So we just continue to look to the Lord. So church, you learn to wait, And there are three areas. We just need to be more patient. Three areas. First area is this, patient when things are, uncontrollable the fact is there are situations you and I we are not in control and you know that you are not in control just like you know my mother-in-law salvation we are not in control in the great sense of the word there are situations in your life in your children's life you are not in control in your work, in your business you are not in control what do you do You learn to be patient and wait and you pray. Second area, patient when problems are unexplainable. There are things that happen in our life, it doesn't make sense at all. And the more you try to, you know, think about it, you will go crazy. Because you can never come, you know, to a point of full understanding of your own situation. We can never comprehend, so to speak. And that's why we must learn to be patient and to wait. And patient when people are unchangeable. You know, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Right? But some people, they are the same yesterday today and tomorrow. They don't seem to change. You prayed, they don't seem to change. In fact, they got worse, right? There are people you wonder, what can you do to make that person change? Just could not. But God is in the business of transformation. Amen. God can change hearts. God can move the hearts of people. That's why we look to the Lord, even people that we are not able to change. We say, God, I surrender to you. Lord, I surrender my children to you. Lord, I surrender my husband to you. Lord, I surrender my wife to you. Lord, I surrender my business situation to you, dear Lord. Lord, you come and do your mighty work. Lord, you change my boss. You do a work in his life. So these are three areas we just have to learn to look to the Lord and surrender to God and knowing and believing it because he is the promise keeper. Then we can declare That God, in your time, in your way, in the right season, you will come. The spring and the rain will come. And the supply will come. You just have to keep on believing and put your trust in your living God. Church, God is the God of spring. First, God the pursuer. Second, God the provider. And that God, the promise keeper This morning as you come in this service What is the one thing that has been troubling you in your heart? And this morning God wants you to surrender that area to the Lord And believe that He is the God of spring in your life You don't give up, you don't give in But rather you continue to give yourself To the Lord And say Lord I surrender my life I surrender my situation I surrender this area of concern Into your loving mighty hands That you the God of spring Lord, That you will come In your own special way And do a new thing In my life In my situation A God who will make all things new In his time Let us pray